Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am Michelle Berman-Michael, your host and CEO and founder of Berman Media PD and the Instagram Power Method. And today I am joined by a new friend and someone who I have an just incredible amount of respect for, and also someone who I truly just see as being a really amazing human let alone a a really amazing business owner and just overall badass. But I am joined by Daniel Harkavy. He is the CEO and founder of Building Champions. Many of you guys might know of Building Champions. Um, And he is also the founder of the nonprofit Set Path. So I'm super excited for you to be here, Daniel, and for you to speak into my audience. But if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and how this whole journey started. Well, Michelle, it's great to be with you. I don't know if I've ever been introduced on, on a podcast as a badass. So I'm already excited about this because, hey, that's 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 a cool title. That is a very cool title. So um, how this journey started, uh, I assume we're going to talk building champions because it's been the primary journey on the professional side of life for the last um, going on three decades. So I know many of you who are listening to us are in real estate and are in mortgage banking. And that's where I got my start. I started at the age 20 in mortgage banking and I had a really wonderful career from age 20 to 30. I started off as a loan officer. Two years later, I was promoted to a branch manager, built a a really powerful branch. Um, My branch out of 17 offices was number one after a couple of years of recruiting and coaching and building a, a powerhouse team. I was surrounded by amazing young people. At the time, we were all in our 20s. And uh, at the age 27, 28, I was named uh, vice president in charge of all productions. So I went from managing one office to all offices in the Western United States. And uh, that would have been in the mid, uh, early to mid 90s. In 1995, I felt like uh, it was time. You know, I was. I was ready for a change. Uh, I was in the midst of a succession plan where the CEO and founder of the mortgage company was grooming me to replace him. I had three young kids, a beautiful wife at the time, and I felt like, no, I think I need a change. So I took a one-year sabbatical at the age 30. I took a year off, and uh, that was awesome. That started a rhythm of sabbaticals, which, you know, um, here's the first coaching tip. Sabbaticals are really good for you. And uh, if you do them systematically, uh, you can just continue to have innovation and energy and creativity because you give yourself that space. So did that the first time at 30, it was great. In that one year period of time, moved my family from Southern California up here to the Pacific Northwest, where I had the privilege of meeting you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And during that one year period of time, put together a few different business ideas. And the one that resonated with me most was coaching. And back in 1995, there was really not too many uh, executive coaches out there. It was a new thing. So launched Building Champions, launched it in the mortgage banking industry. Shout out to Todd Duncan, who believed in me, put me on the stage and uh, 
you know, at the time I had a coaching relationship with Todd where I was working with him and helping him and his team, but he uh, put me up on the stage and the mortgage industry really learned about me. And, and that was 26, almost 27 years ago. And here we are today building champions as an executive coaching and leadership development company that works with all sorts of business leaders and all sorts of industries, not just here in the US, but we've got some wonderful clients overseas abroad as well. So that's what we do on the building champion side. We then birthed a, a not-for-profit in the midst of 2020 to help young people. And uh, that's Set Path. So setpath.com is a life planning and mentorship program for America's 16 to 28 year olds. And it's all around life planning and transferring hope, belief, and direction into folks right now that I think really need it. So high level overview. Well, I, I just have to, to pause briefly, right? And, and say that for those of you guys listening, and if you don't know Daniel, uh, you should. But one of the things for me, and I got to tell this story because I, I just personally, for myself, it was such a powerful experience meeting you. And I remember showing up to the event that we ended up ultimately meeting at. And I was really nervous. I had no idea what anybody looked like in real life. I had gotten asked to be at this event only three weeks prior. So I searched LinkedIn for all of these names and tried to find faces so that I could understand, you know, to some extent, if I walked into a room, oh, that's that person. Um, but it's a lot different when you're physically present there, right? But the morning of the event, um, there was a 6.15 time to be there to go on either a walk or a run um, with our coffee. And here I am thinking, well, I don't know anybody, so I'm going to walk. I'm going to bring my coffee and I'm going to go for a walk with these people. And um, hopefully somebody's nice. And I was standing by the front waiting to see who was going to be there. And, and in comes you. Um, and I believe you straight up told me you're running, right? Like you're not, you're running. Like you told me what we were doing. Um, and our relationship started off as we're just going for a couple mile run. And I still to this very day um, hold that. And I tell the story of, of you all the time of when we were at the crest of this hill that we were on, you started praying for us. And it was the most powerful moment for me in my career of almost eight years to realize that our faith, irregardless of you know who you believe in, um, for me, our faith is the root of everything. It's, it's how we operate. Um, it's how we get through days that are hard. And I think one of the things I love so much about you um, is you are so centered in believing that. Um, mm -hmm. And you like radiate this I just love to love people. And it's so important to me uh, that people feel that from you. So one of the many reasons why I couldn't wait to have you, but um, oh, God. my heart, wow. my heart is, is so grateful for that experience and for that opportunity. And I, and I pray that people who are listening to this, they put faith back into their lives and they speak it loud and they, and they sing it from the top of a rooftop if they want to, because um, faith will move mountains quite literally. And I believe that that's why we're sitting here together on this podcast, but, um, to what we really want to talk about. And one of the main core focuses of this episode was your ability to create change. So you obviously work with an individual LO, you work at the enterprise level, you work at the corporate level. I mean, anywhere in between, if we want to create change, right, you're the man to help us do that. So what I want to talk about specifically is the mindset that it requires to create change. And I think that we're in an industry or we're talking to an industry right now that is struggling 
um, mentally yeah. and their bottom line um, on both sides of that. They're, they're definitely struggling a little bit. Um, and I just want you to pour into them. And I think that now it couldn't be more of a, a better time to talk about what does our brain have to do in order to pivot in a time that is going to require that change of us. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a whole bunch of thoughts. Um, thank you for your kind words. Um, yeah, I have a whole bunch of thoughts and I, I want to make sure that I, I sequence them in a way that makes the most sense. So you started with a really big, a big theme and that has to do with faith. And, um, when we're looking at transformation and change, what we're wanting is we're wanting to affect a better tomorrow. Nobody wants to, to go through transformation and change to create a worse tomorrow. Right? So the, the reason that people want to change is they've, they've had enough, they've heard enough, or they've hurt enough. And, and you get to a point to where it's like, I, I need to change, or I want to change because I know there's more. And I want to get to that destination of being, or this destination of being is really uncomfortable. And, um, and I know I can be more. So a whole bunch of thoughts, but on the whole faith thing, I would just say that we were designed um, in a pretty miraculous way. And I've seen such transformation in the lives of humans, and I've seen such extraordinary things done by ordinary men and women, uh, people just like you and me, uh, all sorts of different backgrounds. There's no such thing as the right side of the tracks. There's no such thing as the right pedigree. I've seen amazing things done by all sorts of human beings who have all sorts of stories. They've come from all sorts of backgrounds. And uh, for everybody listening, what I would want you to hear is that you're qualified. You're not disqualified. You're qualified. You have what it takes. It requires some transformational work, which I'll unpack for you. And hopefully it helps. But I've just seen people do amazing things. And, and here's what it starts with. It starts with the very inside of us, there's a gear. And this inner gear, it centers around the word identity. All right. Who do I believe I am? Who am I regardless of circumstances? My true core identity, back to faith. Well, I believe I'm the image bearer of the creator. So you're the image bearer of the creator. He created you for a reason. You're beautiful. You're amazing. No mistakes. No mistakes. He made you as you are. No matter what you, you, you do, no matter what you say, no matter kind of... Uh, how you wake up and feel on any given day, we need to remember that we're not a random accident. We were created for a purpose. We were designed for a purpose. We've got greatness in us. We have to tap into it. We have to walk by faith. We have to take risks. And ultimately, you said something uh, around love. We have to believe that we are here to create love because we are loved. And if you would have been with me this morning, Michelle, at 7.30, every Monday morning at 7.30, my entire team shows up on Zoom. And we've been doing this long before Zoom, you know, 20 some years, every Monday morning, 7.30, the team shows up from around the country. We talk about our vision, convictions, behaviors, purpose for half an hour, every Monday morning. 
And this morning I had the privilege of sharing a conviction of ours that is love. And that is we love people. We serve people. We see people and, and we have all sorts of behaviors. And when you take that conviction, you put it with excellence, man, you've got a powerful combination. You think about any business that cares so deeply for people and they strive for excellence where you do some amazing things. So, you know, we, we go back to um, this whole thing of loving people. We go back to this inner gear where at the very center of it is identity. Who am I? I'm here to love. I'm here to stir up good works. I'm here to believe in people, encourage people, make a positive difference. Well, right around that inner gear is thinking, believing, and feeling. And that inner gear spins identity, thinking, feeling, and believing. That inner gear spins an outer gear, which everyone experiences, which are actions, relationships, competencies, and then in the middle, results. So personally and professionally, it it is. And so it's the core of what we do as a coaching company. We first off work on that inner gear. We make sure identity is solid. You know who you are. You know whose you are. You know why you're here. You control what you think about. You eliminate poor thinking. Don't allow crap in. You you only focus on good things. You acknowledge the bad things, but you don't hyper-focus think on the bad things. You're always making sure your beliefs are in check with identity and your beliefs are being fueled by good thinking because those two, all right, thinking and believing birthed out of identity, they lead to feeling and humans are feeling beings. So oftentimes we make decisions based upon how we feel. And then oftentimes those decisions, actions, communications stemming out of how we feel, they lead to results that are less than stellar. So if you want better results on the outer gear, you want great results, you want to improve relationships, improve behavior and skill, you want to improve that, well, you have to do the inner work. You got to work on that inner gear. So we're talking about change and we're talking about transformation. And a lot of it requires some deep reflective work. And you have to go through some exercises, which I'll unpack for you later, Michelle. But you just asked a huge question with regards to transformation. I'll just land on one point. And that is, People change when they believe they can. The number one thing required for somebody to accomplish a goal is they need to believe they can. It's not that they write it down and tell somebody. Deep down inside, you need to believe you have the ability to do it. Number one required thing. So when we're talking about change, you need to work on the whole belief thing. And that is, can I affect a better tomorrow? And real estate agents, loan officers, as we're recording this at the end of September, 2022. I'm keenly aware of your environment. I know what's happening with regards to pipelines and interest rates and and inventory and affordability and all of it. And and I've got some thoughts for you there as well, but I'll take a break. And Michelle, I'll say, uh, you have to stop me once in a while. I'll ramble, but here we are. Hey, I do the same thing and I could listen to you talk all day, so it doesn't hurt my feelings. but one of the things that you said that I, I heard, right? The book, Good to Great, written by Jim Collins. Amazing book. I think I recommended it yeah. when you and I were together. Um, not Little to, did I know. I'm sure you've probably read it 15 times. But when I read Good to Great, what I read in the book personally, um, and you'll love this, but my husband and I, this was before I was pregnant and before I had my son. 
my husband and I spent a week in the middle of the of desert in Arizona in a teepee with no cell reception, nothing like zero, nothing. There was, it was just us and the, in the ground that we were in or on. Um, and that's when I read that book. Um, and I did it intentionally. I chose to do it in this place of, of calm where there was no distraction. I couldn't use my phone. Um, and what I personally read out of that book is that to be a good leader, right. And to understand what I want out of my own career, um, starts with knowing who I want to be as a human first and foremost. Um, and for me at that time, there was a big identity shift in my own life, right? I was coming out of being a, a very high level competitive athlete, um, and deciding that parenthood was the, the path that I wanted to go down, which required a change in myself. Um, and I also wanted to get to a place where I could scale my organization to where we're working on currently. Um, and, and we're doing, in my opinion, a, a darn good job at it. Um, but the biggest thing I heard you say, and I want to, I want to speak this out as I think it will lead us to the next point, which is change. A lot of times we want to focus on skills, right? So we're like, I need to buy this, or I need to um, go read this book, or I need to um, go learn how to do this system in order, or I need to work on my CRM, or I need to spend more time understanding how to convert on the phone, right? We, we focus on hard skills versus the soft skills. And I remember you talking about this as well right? Which the soft skills are what really, in my opinion, and obviously in your opinion, move mountains, right? So the soft skills are what operates on the inside of us. Can we figure out who we really need to be in that moment, whether it's as a boss, whether it's as, as an employee, whether it's as a loan officer on the other end of the phone to the person that we're talking to that is deciding whether or not they want to buy or sell a house, who do we need to be in order to create that part on the outside? Um, so I think a lot of people listening here, they race towards, let me go buy this, the next best thing, kind of the shiny object syndrome of how to get better at systems and processes and this and that. And what they fail to realize is that the biggest piece of change that they actually really need isn't in any of any of all of that. It's on the inside. Absolutely spot on. That inside then leads to the behaviors that get you the results. So if you have that inside gear working, well, then you improve skill, you improve discipline, and you get better results. So skill, discipline, relationships, all of that gets you better results, but it's an inside job. It's being versus doing. It's being before doing. So um, let's let's shift because you did say something earlier and, and it had to do with it's a very difficult time for your audience. And for loan officers and real estate agents, it's a difficult time. So how do we take that inner gear and say, okay, what do we do there to improve the inner gear? And then how does that lead to improvement on the outer gear? And what I will tell you is, if we're going to go back to that inner gear, identity, belief, thinking, and feeling, one of the things that all of you listening would benefit from is by having in writing a clear and compelling vision for your future state career and and take risk with this it needs to be it needs to be so clear you can build plans uh, from it and it needs to be so compelling that you'll take risks and get uncomfortable every day in order to get there and this is a leadership principle 
uh, I wrote a book just that came out in 2020, The Seven Perspectives of Effective Leaders. I say there are these different perspectives that leaders need to demonstrate intentional curiosity in to really see the business from these different seven in order to be highly effective. And the second is vision. You need to, you need to, as Dr. Henry Cloud says, you need to make the invisible visible. So if you want to transform, and right now you realize that business is slower than it has been when money was free over the past few years, where the thing's slowing down. Well, what you need to do is you need to say, okay, this is a an opportunity for me to retool, to refocus inner gear to write out what I would like to see for my career, my business some 10 years from now. And it needs to be so clear that I can start to build strategic bets, improvements to move me from here to there. And it needs to be so compelling that it will cause me to do the uncomfortable, to take the risk to affect a better tomorrow. Now I said 10 years. When I was in mortgage banking, my mentor Clem Zeroli Sr., who founded First Mortgage Corporation, owned United Title, Hacienda Escrow, Republic Insurance. He owned so many different businesses. He was a great mentor, my dad's age. And he really saw something uh, in me and believed in me and, uh, and taught me a ton. But one of the things he taught me was this is a 10-year business, meaning you don't make a decision on your career as a result of one good year or one bad year. Mortgage banking, real estate, all of it, look at it in decades, because in a 10-year period of time, you're going to have three years of absolute feast. We just came out of those. Then you could have three years of famine, and then you're going to have six years of, I'm sorry, four years of normalcy, right? Where you're just kind of slugging it out. And what you do is you say, over a 10-year period of time, can this career be a wonderful career? And real estate agents and loan officers, you're in an amazing business. You're helping people with the American dream. You're helping people with one of the biggest decisions they will ever make. And it's a highly lucrative industry. Both of them, they're amazing. Uh, my son-in-law is just getting into real estate. And uh, I think it's a great line of work, both of them. But look at it with a 10-year period of time and write out a clear and compelling vision for future state. And you will be much better off because you need that magnetic pull power to begin the change. You need to believe that that tomorrow can happen. And if anyone wants, um, if anyone wants a vision tool, I will give you all a personal vision tool. If you go to info at buildingchampions.com. Info at buildingchampions.com, send an email in, put in the subject line, uh, the name of your podcast and put in vision tool and I'll give it to everybody. And you spend a, about four hours and build out your personal vision. It's where you start. I love this. And we could honestly talk just in that category, I feel like for hours, but I do want to make a, a slight shift towards being able to now apply a lot of what we're talking about to the Instagram side of things. Now, most people, sure. anybody who knows me knows that my specialty is Instagram. And if you look at Daniel's Instagram right now, right. And it, it doesn't look like it once did. Um, and back in the day, um, I don't want to say it that way, but it came out that way. But if you scroll back farther down, um, you will see that at one point you were very, very active, um, really yeah. good at showing up and being personal and creating a relationship with your audience. 
Um, and then that kind of went away for a while. Um, and now after meeting me, um, we've created a little bit of a shift in your mind too about how to deliver that. But will you talk to us about the lull? Um, why and how um, did you end up there and then get out of that? Um, and then secondly, the, the compound question, right? So that's question one. Question two being for those people who are wanting to utilize Instagram and they understand the power of it now, how do we create the change in their minds to get to that uncomfortable place? Because I think I put you in that uncomfortable place a couple of weeks ago um, as far as you did. thoughts, right? So how can we get somebody to that uncomfortable place and then actually make them take action? Yeah. I, well, first off, I'll say you are masterful. You did a great job with that audience and you definitely got me to see and I've seen it, but you were let you were this catalyst that that caused me to see. If you were to look on my board right now, under building champions and under set path, so I've got all of these different categories on a whiteboard. But under building champions and under set path, I have a get loud plan. Get loud plan. When I get loud, what it means is is that I'm sharing content and perspective in a B to C way through digital, through social, and. So, so years ago, you know, I, I was active on Facebook and, uh, and then I got active on Instagram and then I got active on LinkedIn. And when Building Champions started, we were very much a B2C business. We were business to client. So when I first started the company, it would be an individual saying, I want to be coached. Here's my credit card. Well, over the years, we have organizations that now say, hey, will you work with our top 100 leaders? And you have a statement of work and a large contract. And, and I'm involved in those conversations more than I am in the individual. So my, my focus shifted from B2C to B2B. We're a B2B company now, but we still have tons of B2C clients. We have individuals that come to us. All right. My, my philosophy pre-2020 was um, LinkedIn, very professional. Facebook, a combination of professional and personal. Instagram, very personal. That was my kind of methodology. When I do videos, people on my team make them show up on YouTube. Okay, cool. I think I understand it all. Not so much. So um, towards the end of 19, I felt this, get loud, Daniel, get loud. And I hadn't been loud in a while. And at the beginning of 2020, I started just sharing quite a bit of content. March of 2020 hits, and I start a leading in difficult times video series where every day I'm dropping some leadership thoughts. Six days out of the week are business focused. One day out of the week is just life, faith, big picture focused. And boy, that opened a ton of doors. And we had corporations coming to us saying, hey, can you do that for our company? Could we just create something private around your leading and difficult times thoughts for our top leaders. Because remember, I mean, March through really December of 2020, everyone was like, oh my gosh, how do we do this? So I was pretty loud for a period of time. There were some then challenges towards the end of 20 and into 2021 that took place on the personal side. So not with my immediate family, but Sherry, my wife, and I have had a lot of additional kids living with us over the years. We've had 11 kids living with us. We had a couple adults that were in their 60s living with us at different times. And, and most of the kids that came and lived with our four kids, now some of them married six, couple grandbabies, et cetera. Many of these kids that came in and lived with us came in 
under situations of hardship. So they came in with addiction. They came in post some pretty significant trauma. Well, in 2021, um, we, we saw things get pretty gnarly. And it was in that realm to where I had to really hyper-focus. So what I did in 2021 was I, I had to do something that I coach, and that is I had to say no to the good so I could say yes to the great. And I made a conscious decision to shut down my social media presence. That doesn't mean I got rid of my accounts. It just meant I didn't have the energy or the time to have the conversations with all the beautiful people that I would have conversations with through social. I just didn't have, there, there were only so many hours in the day. Yep. So say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. I didn't want to hand that off to anybody else. I felt like that that wouldn't be authentic or genuine. So I basically went quiet. And I've been quiet uh, for about a year and a half. Uh, I haven't posted anything. I haven't posted pictures of surf trips or, you know, pictures of grandbabies or uh, business thoughts. I, I've really been quiet because I'm hyper-focused on leading this company and launching Set Path, which is all around transferring hope, belief, and direction to America's young adults. So I am fully consumed, but I've made some leadership changes, and I'm changing my role a bit so that I can get, again, get loud and share content to help more people because really that's the way I see it. All right, now let me shift. If I were listening to you right now, listening to us, and I were a loan officer or I were a real estate agent or I were a branch manager or I was a regional manager or I was a real estate office manager, I would be so loud on social. I would be so masterful on Insta because my gosh, it's a powerful tool. And what you need to see it as is it is an instrument to get you into face-to-face -face conversations. And that's your business. Your business is all about more face-to-face -face conversations to where you create solutions for people who have housing or finance needs. So any tool you can use to create that human connection that causes more people to want to meet with you, that opens the door for you to sit down with people, understand what their wants are, their fears are, their dreams are, their needs are, and for you to be the solution master, that's how you win. It's all about more face-to-face -face appointments. So I would be using Instagram. I would be using Facebook. I would be using LinkedIn. I would be using all of it to create more personal connection so that I could fill my days with more face-to-face -face appointments. People, that's how you win in today's times. If, if I can look at how many face-to-face -face appointments you have, and I see the quality of those, I can tell you what kind of next three to five years you're going to have. It's how many wonderful humans are you meeting with where you're putting yourself in the position to be a solution finder for their needs. And, and that's what this whole thing's about. So I look at what you're teaching and how you use Instagram, Michelle, when I was listening to you and how you're using it to engage in conversations. It's brilliant. I mean, just the number of people that you can be in relationship with Instagram versus just pure cold calling, uh, you, you're onto it. And, and I would say, folks, listen to what she's saying, because your business, you'll, you'll make it or you won't based upon the quality of these face-to-face -face relationships and the quantity of them. Well, speaking of that, I, I just... You listening to, I just had another 
piece that I really want to bring up because quality over quantity is so, so important. And I think a lot of people focus on how many calls can I do every day so that I'm talking to enough people because I know what my sales funnel looks like, right? Or I know what my numbers look like. But what they fail to realize is that most of those conversations are not rooted in anything, right? The person on the other end of the phone doesn't know you. Um, they don't know that you're calling. They have no ability to go look you up before they're now on a phone call with you, right? They don't have any of that opportunity. And one of the pieces to all of what we're talking about is, in my opinion, being able to build relationships at scale, which is what we're yeah. doing, right? That is what Instagram allows us to do, build relationships and do it at scale so that we can have more face-to-face -face conversations with better and people that are more right for our businesses, right? All of that starts with connection. Is there connection? Is there some form of connective piece between the two of us that makes me want to spend more time with you? Um, and I can tell you right now, and I can tell anybody listening that depending on the type of content you put out, I can make that assumption early on, right? I can create a movement in my own brain where I will look at something that you've posted and say, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I need to know you, right? And, or I don't know who you are, but you just posted about this and I feel connected to you. And that's what this is about. So what I want people to hear both Daniel and I say is creating relationships at scale starts with two main things. Number one, who are you as a person? Um, and are Absolutely. you comfortable with showing up as you? Because at the end of the day, that is what I'm hiring. So why are you trying to be anybody else, right? Think about it that way. Yeah. And then the second thing is connection, right? Are you focused on creating a true connection with an individual so that when you do fill your day with meetings or you do fill your days with face-to-face -face appointments, they are appointments with the right people that will make sure your business is here to stay to Daniel's point, your 10-year plan, maybe it's your 15-year plan, maybe it's a, two years, maybe you just want to be really short and focus on what's right in front of you right now. But if you're not rooted in connection, first and foremost, none of it, none of it matters. And cold calling a million times all day, every day, like good for you, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, I totally agree. When did Instagram come out? When did it start? Oh gosh, I don't know exactly when that's a bad question to ask an Instagram person, but um, I don't know exactly when it came out as far as when it was became an actual app. A but thing. what I can tell you is when I started in the Instagram space in 2014, it was very faux pas, right? It was like Instagram, like people are actually using yeah. that to grow businesses and, and to do it. So it was definitely on the cutting edge part of it. Um, and that I didn't, I hardly even knew about it in 2014. And at the time I was 24. So I was definitely in the generation of when it would have been cool. Um, so I would say somewhere yes. between so I, 2010 and 2014. I ask because it was probably a good 10 years ago. And I remember when <clears throat> I actually, I drank the Kool-Aid. So I was at an event and an individual came up to me and he said, Hey, I want to do business with you. He was a CEO of an organization. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, great. Well, you know, at Building Champions, I've got all sorts of coaches. And what we do is we match our coaches with the, you know, the right coach with that leader based upon what that leader needs, the industry, 
uh, what their where their growth opportunity is, and we make sure we we give you a choice, and you get to connect with a coach who has expertise. All of our coaches have been seasoned professionals, so I was I was helping him to see that he has a choice, and he was like, no, 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 you don't get it. He was like, I actually want you to coach me. I was like, well, I, well, I understand. I mean, it's the founder thing, but I'm not the best coach. My coaches smoke me. I've got amazing coaches. And he goes on to explain why. And it was because he saw back at the time, 10 plus years ago, was Facebook. And he said, I see how you live your life. He said, I see you on vacations with your kids. I see adventure and I see you. And that's really important to me. He's like, I'm already a successful business leader, but I need help on the business integration with life. And I want you to help me in both areas. And he's like, and you don't need to sell me. I'm seeing it. I watch you. And I was like, oh, wow. All right. I get it now. I get it. So let me drop a couple nuggets for your folks. And then we're going to need to wrap it up pretty quickly because I think we're getting close. So um, people, what Michelle's talking about at scale is huge. You want to pull that leverage lever and scale and and doing business with people that want to do business with you there's that attraction there's that connection that's huge there's so many people out there choose to attract people that you'll enjoy working with and what you put out there will attract those folks all right sweaty palms mm. when i was young i was in my 20s every day i would push myself to make my palms sweat. And at the end of the day, I would ask myself, did I do it? And if I didn't push myself, put myself in situations where as a young, pimply 20-year-old, 21-year-old who had no business calling on the folks that I called on when I was a loan officer, if I didn't push myself and take the risks and go after the biggest and the best, then I was failing. And day after day, doing the difficult putting myself into uncomfortable situations, making my palm sweat led to great success. Ordinary guy working hard, believing that he could help people to create better solutions and he would work harder than anybody in order to deliver with excellence. It works, right? So, so that's a, a really big deal. Making sure that in this season, the key thing that you're looking for are these quality face-to-faces? Those are going to be the leading indicator, leading indicators to future success. It's everything. So anything that can help you to have more quality and quantity of the right people, that's your focus. And that's why you're listening to Michelle. So apply what she teaches and you should be filling your days with a whole bunch of good meetings, which will lead to fulfillment and financial reward. What I really love about what you just said is fulfillment. And you stole the word right out of my mouth um, or right out of my brain uh, and used it, which is being fulfilled in our careers. I don't think has anything to do with what's in our bank account. I think it helps, right? I think obviously we're, we're able to do certain things in our lives that make us excited uh, for the future, right? My husband and I are getting ready to move to Tennessee and, and hopefully build our dream home, which is a, a huge life goal of mine. Um, i prayed about that for a very long time. Um, so yeah, financially, it certainly helps, but here's Congrats. what I really, really think makes my heart tick every day, which is if I can change one person's business today, no matter how small of a change that is, right. It could be 
I get an email from someone saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, I finally figured out how to do this thing. Or, oh my gosh, Michelle, I sent my first email out asking people to follow me on the gram and this happened, right? Or it could be an email like I got the other day, which I actually had to freaking save because it was so great. I was like, if I'm ever mm. having a bad day, which we all do, we all have them, right? I want to be able to open that email and re be reminded as to why I do what I do. But it was a client who was a private coaching client of ours who was really struggling with understanding that leads are not just instantaneous as a new mortgage op loan officer, right? So he was brand new in the industry and his wife and him both had quit their jobs to join the, the mortgage industry, which was a huge decision. And they were financially like, we need to get a loan closed. Like if you don't understand, like this has to happen. And he was so hyper-focused on a lead, a lead, a lead, a lead that he was missing the true purpose of why he was doing it. And so once he discovered that and he unlocked it, I mean, the email I got, I can't even put it into words, honestly, what happened for yeah. him. Um, but those types of things for me is my fulfillment. That's where my heart is. You know, I go to bed at night and I, I can't wait to tell my husband what I did that day. Um, because to me, those are the moments, right? So for all of you guys, where does your fulfillment actually come from? Is it going to the closing table or is it the relationship you create prior that makes the closing table even possible? Right. And I think that that's, what we need to help people identify. And I think that this episode is not long enough, meaning D Daniel and I are going to have to come back and do this again. But what I can tell people or what I can tell you people who are listening to this is get in contact with Daniel, figure out a way to be in his circle, figure out a way to hear his Facebook lives and, and hear the things that he does, because no matter how much time you spend around him, you change in the right way. Um, and so Daniel, I just want, if you don't mind, um, how can we get connected to you? Where can people reach out to you and find you? And then also, um, what is big coming up for you that somebody can get dialed into if they'd like to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to reach out to me, Daniel.harkavy, H-A-R-K-A-V as in Victor Y at buildingchampions.com. And, and you can find me on social. I'm Again, right now, I'm in a season where I'm not all that active, but we're doing some things within both businesses to where I'm going to soon be loud again. It'll probably happen towards the end of the fourth quarter, the beginning of next year. I'm not going to be um, here today, gone tomorrow. It's like, no, we're going to get back in, but I'm making some changes uh, internally within the businesses in order to do so. And with regards to anything coming up that I would say uh, where you can be, uh, you know, in, um, Anything that I'm doing, everything I'm doing right now, Michelle, is all private corporate work. I'm not doing anything public, although I have the privilege of speaking at Todd Duncan's 30th uh, uh, sales mastery anniversary, which will be fun. I used to Lots speak at that every year. Lots of people listening to this are going to that. Lots of people. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm going to be speaking, I think, on the uh, the 12th in the morning. So I'll be coming in and I'll be doing an early morning run. I have always led the uh, sales mastery runs. And uh, so if you're there, Michelle, will go for another run again. I love it. Well, Daniel, thanks so much just for being you. And thanks for being part of my life now, um, forever changing in the right ways because of it. So, um, again, people get, get dialed in, but thank you again for staying and listening to this episode of the Copy and questions podcast with Daniel Harkavy and myself, Michelle Berman, Michael, we will see you guys in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.